0: Ship's Log Entry 10-12 Tully's monsters returned from their mission on the planet Suikuyama to mixed reviews. Although they had foiled the assassination of the Earth delegate Davon, they had also killed the influential Corporal Bryant, which would surely have future consequences. However, the Velvet Fox Initiative was saved from the full brunt of the Soul System's retaliation by the sudden cessation of communication from outside the Far Realm. While most of the crew inside of me grappled with the existential terror of never returning home, the former Ardwing member Max Ina and Kami Ray undertook the Cone Gauntlet. A promotional stunt, in which beloved customers would attempt to sample every lickums flavor currently available for legal consumption. Void prohibited. Some restrictions apply. After putting up a valiant fight against my creamy onslaught, Max retired to their room. My data concerning their dream state is incomplete, but they awoke with the ability to reconfigure the Formith cube into several new states. Elsewhere, Beaufort spent time with his sister Bridget Gubbins, processing what had happened at the peace talks. Bridget expressed concern at the violent nature of her brother's work, but left him on good terms. Strangely, my surveillance equipment was unable to detect what occurred in Beaufort's workshop past this point. All audio and visual files of this segment of time had been thoroughly corrupted although a cursory analysis detected sound waves consistent with pain screams. Finally, Wendy McDonald used her downtime to visit the goblin-engineered Twizzy. Together, they conceived of a small jet engine to attach to the fairy's ice pick, which should greatly increase its penetrating power. Captain Slack Demille called Tully's monsters to the bridge for their next mission. A distress signal had been received from a secretive research station at the edge of a black hole. The team suited up to save the scientists and discover what dangers lurked at the cusp of the event horizon.
1: I am excited to see what this next arc is going to bring us. I mean, we uh, we went to a peace talk and we and, and, a, and a murder happened, a politically justified murder, I guess. <laughs> so now, uh, no, he just held in a sneeze. That's right. <laughs> His head just did that. Ah, uh, that's right. That is yeah. how that works.
2: Yeah, they tell you never to hold in a sneeze. You know, your brain explodes. It's all very bad.
1: That would explain a lot of problems yeah. with me because I've been holding in way too many sneezes over these years.
2: Have, have you, have, have the have the back of your head exploded out at some point, because I hear that can happen.
1: I can't tell. It's at it's the back of my head. I can't see back there. I so. mean, that
3: is fair. It's, it's quite hard to see back there. Did, did we check to make sure maybe he didn't just have an extremely high-powered electromagnet implanted in his head that attracted the screwdriver at Mach speed? I mean, you didn't check that, and maybe you should have,
2: you know, rolled investigation on that, and maybe that would have stopped you from getting in any trouble over his assassination, but now you'll never know.
1: I I rolled a retroactive investigation, I rolled an eight, so that did not happen. If it did happen, I didn't notice, you know?
2: (laughs) I was gonna say, this is you know, D&D is an adventure. If you want to, like, ignore this this arc entirely and go back to that planet and go, like, I want to see the autopsy report, I want to (laughs) know, I want to know how he died.
1: (laughs) Just, that's the worst... The de- derailment. It's like, okay, we're we're gonna cover up our own activities by ga- <laughs> self gaslighting. Perfect.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, I've I, I've been planning another story, and I'm sure that this one will be a nice, gentle, easy, happy time where nothing will go wrong and everything will be smooth and sunshine and rainbows. Because why, why wouldn't it be? Conflict is for losers. Why would I put any of you through that? <laughs> uh so. Last time we had an episode, you were getting briefed on the next mission you were heading out for. Uh, little reminder, there's a distress signal going on on a space station. Uh, it's, it's on loop, it's just this message saying, it's a science vessel, uh, the crew have been incapacitated, approach with caution, uh, and you are, unless you have anything you want to do before heading off, it's time for you to head off for a mission.
3: Uh, can I use my is-it-engineer-background uh, ability to get schematics of this uh, space station? Ooh,
2: yeah. I, I, I think that you can probably get some like basic schematics, but I think that there's probably a degree of if this thing has changed at all since it's been built, like... Uh, do you have to do a roll for that of any kind, or is that just a thing you get?
3: Uh, let's see here. It doesn't say it's a roll, it just says you- this is meant for buildings, but I'm taking Space Station as a building, I guess. Uh, you have a, a basic knowledge of the structure of buildings, including the stuff behind the walls. Uh, you can find blueprints of, spe- of a specific building in order to learn details of its construction, uh, and make provide knowledge of entry points, structural weaknesses, or secret places
2: ok. i I think that what you can get with this is that you can get a blueprint of perhaps this space station is a fairly off the shelf like base shell of a space station. like if if you're looking to start building something in a space station, this is what you start in and you you build off of it. So there may be, you know a couple of things here and there that you are uh, that may be different from the stock design. You are not necessarily going to know what they've done with rooms inside of it, but I think that, yeah, you can, you can get a general layout for this thing. Um, and I I think the best way to approach this is going to be to talk about those blueprints as you are approaching the space station, so we can talk about visually as you approach a couple of things that might be a little bit different from that stock design.
3: It's been blown to pieces. It's flooded.
2: <laughs> no, not no, not not quite, not quite. It's not it's not just like missing half of the thing that's on the blueprint.
3: So <laughs> it's, like, it's like that TikTok audio. I see the problem. There's no gas in it, and it's, <laughs> and it's I, a car that thought... has the only front half.
1: The blueprint operates under uh, Metroid logic. You're only shown, like, loose generalities. And once you go to specific stations in the ship, the blueprint retroactively finishes itself, you know?
2: Exactly. You've got the shape of the rooms, but, like, until you go into the rooms, you're not going to be able you- That's when you get to scribble down, like, okay, this one needs the, uh, the missile power-up to open that door.
1: All right, we're going to need a sequence break to see. We need to find which air ducts we can go through to get to the wrong parts of the ship first and then go backwards from the end, you know?
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna hold Wendy up and no clipper through the wall. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, if you're pulling up schematics, like projecting them on the on the inside of the tully or something for everyone to look at, uh, Wendy has turned the engine on of her uh, ice pick that uh, Trizzy installed during the downtime, and she's just letting it pull her around the cabin. Like she's not flapping her wings; she's just getting like pulled around like us, like a fucking just, just, sled dog,
1: just scooted around. <laughs> yeah,
2: just getting your practice, getting your practice in it, like how do I. How do I not just go into a wall with this
4: thing? Absolutely. She's never used this before. It's really going to be a a roller coaster. So
1: how much noise does that thing make?
4: I imagine it's probably not that bad, considering how small it is. We're working on this. is like literally an, yeah. a, an ice pick is a very small thing. I I chose it specifically because of how like uh, <laughs> dainty it is. But yeah, it's probably just a very low like. Yeah. <laughs> it
2: it sounds like you turned on an electric toothbrush. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Oh boy. <laughs>
2: uh. Okay, so I, I, I'm i going to suggest that this is happening as you are all on uh, your little ship heading towards the space station. And as you start approaching, uh, if you want to have a look out the window, um, you know, you're welcome to roll for investigation if you want to uh, notice anything more specific. But what I will generally give you is that where the basic blueprint for this space station uh, features a lot of windows... A lot of those windows have been like either omitted entirely or like bolted over. Like there is sheets of metal over where you would expect windows to be. Uh it looks to be very insular and and fortified. Uh this is not the kind of place that someone is looking out the windows just to do some nice stargazing. Mm-hmm. Uh that is the most immediate difference you, you notice to the blueprints.
3: Um, uh yeah, so I'll I'll roll an investigation, I'll cast guidance on myself beforehand. Uh ch- ch- That's a 13 plus Guidance.
2: Okay. Uh, is Wendy investigating or are you just floating around with your ice pick? Yeah, she's busy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um... For a 14 and a 17... What you notice, uh, when, when looking at this space station from the outside is that there isn't any signs of, like, this being a hub. There's not people coming and going, um... You don't notice any obvious signs of, like... It, often if you get a distress uh, distress call out in space, uh, on a space station like this, it'll be because someone has forcibly boarded and, and you know, ah, you've come and raided the space station. There's no, like, big ship outside that would be an obvious everyone's come and boarded us from. There's no hustle and bustle that you can see.
3: Um. Um... So you said this place looks fortified, like they've bolted things over the window. Like, is it like metal plating, like blackout curtains?
2: It It's, you know, if you see like an abandoned building that like the local council doesn't want like anyone breaking into, so they've just plated over the windows, uh-huh. like it's not necessarily going to stop anyone that's like, you know, determined getting through, but it it's enough to be like. Yeah, yeah,
3: these windows are not for use. I I guess what I'm trying to get is, is it, like, fully blocked? I'm trying to figure out if they did this to defend themselves, and if there's, like, evidence of scarring on, like, the station, or if they're trying to keep, like, light or some other non-visible spectrum or something else out.
2: I think that knowing why they have done this is is difficult with what you can see but it is covering the entirety of what would be the windows
3: Uh, like the whole thing is covered okay um i guess i'd have one other question on the approach so we're near a big old black hole right yes is the black hole doing anything abnormal for a black hole
2: Uh, define abnormal for a black hole. <laughs>
1: is, is, there, is, is there a tourist trap set up at the uh, event horizon to trick people to get too close? For example, like a, like a gas station, you know, bar, restaurant or I, something.
3: I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking more like uh, a Star Trek uh, space mumbo jumbo bullshit, where it's like, <laughs> is it in the wrong polarity? Is it giving off weird cosmic radiation? Uh, that's I'll, that sort of thing.
2: Look, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what I need to make you roll to find out if there's some Star Trek bullshit going on with a black hole. What's an appropriate? Let me let me pull up a sheet quickly. I gotta I gotta look at something. Sounds
4: like nature to me. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, na- nature. Yeah, nature. Give me a nature roll.
3: Okay. I'm not gonna toss guidance on that because I feel like I shouldn't toss it on every roll. <laughs> I got a 21 anyway. <laughs> That's
2: what okay, it- <laughs> um, with the twenty-one, there is no reversed polarity in this black hole. It's you know, it's 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 not all oh, all oh, the black holes an anti black hole. It's it. Uh, this is gonna be a weird sentence. It's just a black hole. It's mm. just a very normal bog standard black hole ah, damn. doing what black holes do.
3: This shit sucks.
2: <laughs> I mean, look, it looks. Look, it looks very dark. You look at it and you're like, damn, there's no light there. It, there's nothing there. It's just it's just that's just a black circle. Yeah, he's wow.
3: confirming that this is a very good quality black hole.
4: <laughs> that's what it's supposed to do, gub gub. It sucks. These are these are suckintists. They study they study the suck. <laughs>
2: Look, if if it weren't a terrible idea, it's the kind of black hole you'd want to, like, tap the roof of and be like, ah, oh, this black hole could fit so much everything in. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say, like, it, it's not an, inv- it's like an anti-black hole. It's like, oh, shit, we're actually the anti verse here. Okay. it's
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. In, you, you're supposed to be reading this campaign with the Spelljammer book upside down. You're in the anti-universe.
1: Mm-hmm. And yes, I do know that white holes are a thing. I, but
4: I just like the. In general relativity, a white hole is the hypothetical region of space-time and singularity that cannot be entered from the outside. Ooh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So instead of a suck, it's a blow. It is, yes. Yeah, it's it's the
2: impossible blow. This is not the impossible blow. Oh my god! Please, (laughs)
4: Laura, we have to do an impossible blow arc. Please (laughs) write it down.
2: Look, look, don't spoil the end of this arc, which is definitely going to be the people inside the space station flip a switch and now it's the impossible block. <laughs> oh, yeah.
5: That's
1: sweet. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, when, uh, well, Wendy has now put
4: her ice deck on one side of the, the cabin, turned on the engine and tries to race it to the other, uh, sending everyone scattering as the fucking flying lance goes through the entire room. <laughs> sorry, 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 I'm trying to stop it! <laughs> <laughs>
3: It just embeds itself into Buford's arm.
2: So, from having looked at the blueprints, uh, you are aware that this uh, space station only has one uh, sort of main intended uh, docking port. Uh, It is sort of near the centre of this uh, fairly cylindrically shaped uh, space station. there are, in theory, other ports where someone could leave. Largely, we're talking about like escape, uh, like escape shuttle ports. But it is basically just a. Here's your one one docking station. It's not meant to be some big hub that's handling a lot of ships in and out at the same time.
3: Alright, well, I guess we should, uh, we should go in and dock with the Tully monster.
2: Uh... As you, uh, you you dock the Tully monster up up against this space station, uh, and the door of the uh, the ship opens, you are met with a fairly uh, you are met with a fairly clean and sterile looking entranceway. Um, this is a room that is full of a lot of like chairs, and there is a sort of desk with like a little sign-in sheet, and there is no one there. Um, the room is very starkly lit with, uh, fluorescent, uh, overhead lighting, um, and it is eerily empty. It is the kind of room that seems like it should have someone welcoming you, and there is just no one there.
4: As we step off the tully, is- is Cammy the pilot? We're leaving her behind?
2: Uh, yes, I'm gonna say that Cammy is- is, uh, has flown you out today, and is, uh, just goes, Um, I'll try and do a better
4: job than your last pilot at, um, being here when you need to get out. Yeah, Wendy does the thing, she points at her eyes, points at Cammy, <laughs> and says, If any suck scientists show up, uh, ask them a riddle or something to make sure it's really them before you let them on. Ask them if they don't know what a white hole is. The correct answer is the impossible blow. <laughs>
2: do, do, you, do, you, do you need me to, like, stay here, docked, ready for you to, like, you know, leap on in the, the heat of the moment if you need to? Or, like, should I d- drive around the block until you're ready?
4: Nope, stay here. If you leave, okay. you are not allowed back on the Rizubian. Uh. Okay. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> she, she allowed to do that? I I, I was just... <laughs> like... you do you have to bury... <laughs> it's like,
1: I, don't th- I don't think we have the uh, authority to just say that, Wendy, but... Uh...
4: Wendy gives you a little smooch on the top of your head, Max, and <laughs> says, don't worry about it. <laughs>
2: uh, look, whether you're allowed to say it or not, Cammy 100% believes the person who's been <laughs> sprinting back and forth with a, a glowing rocket-powered weapon. She's not going to question it. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. I, I guess my thought is that there's not... Given where we are there's not many places that are particularly safe but if anything goes wrong and any of us starts barreling forward that black hole there I think the closer we stay together the easier it will be to escape so I think staying docked is still probably one of the safer places to be for the time being Cammy.
0: Uh, okay, well I'll I'll
2: I'll lock the door. Mm-hmm. G- give me like a knock that you'll do where I'll know it's you.
3: Mm. Maybe point the Tully monster claw towards the the entrance to this room and just start snapping at stuff.
2: Yeah, it, it, look, it, I need it, it, let me know it's you somehow, and it'll be fine.
1: Uh, I'm I'm just gonna propose that Max probably has a knock that they know to do that they can commute that that they and Cammy can work off of that. Um,
2: I'm I'm happy for you to already have an established secret knock with Cammy.
1: Right. When, when the the nights where Max tries to sneak out away from home and hide over at the neighbor's place, just you know that knock is what is the one that they'll use. So
3: I think we should upgrade the Tully monster going forward uh, in the in the future during downtimes. We should give its claw like a sword it can hold. mm, mm, mm. Uh, Wendy goes to the Mm -hmm. front desk that has been mysteriously abandoned in the
4: entrance uh, area of the space station. Who tries to look for a bell, like to get someone's attention, and if there is one, she just stomps on it repeatedly. (laughs) There
2: there is a bell. When you start ringing that bell, I'm going to need all of you to roll perception.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I love this game.
1: Uh, Max has a 13 on perception. 16. Botch.
2: Botch! <laughs> oh, okay, I think the consequence for this botch is you. the rest of the party members are going to start hearing something, but before they can fully work out what it is, the continued ringing of the bell is too loud to fully make out what you hear, so... All, all you really have time to work out before it's drowned out by continued bell ringing, is a sort of clattering sound as if something's been knocked over down a hallway.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wendy. Everyone's like, shh, "Shh, I hear something." Wendy, stop! And she's just ding, like, ding, 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 ding,
5: ding, ding. <laughs>
3: "Bell solo." <laughs> ding, ding, ding,
5: ding, ding, ding,
3: ding. Damn, we're gonna get dead spaced, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I check the sign-in book?
2: Yeah, you you can check the sign-in book. Um,
3: What what are some names in this sign-in book? Okay, (laughs)
2: Um, so there's not a lot of names in this sign-in book. You see a lot of people who sign in and then don't sign out for quite a long time. You get the impression that a lot of the people uh, in here are basically working on the space station for extended periods of time. Um, You notice a couple of names, uh, Maya uh Vincent uh, mort
3: um uh, mort means death that doesn't sound good that does sound like a dead space name <laughs>
2: uh for 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 what it's for what it's worth it's spelled M-O-U-R-T. Mm. if if that makes it any less spooky
3: that means they just didn't spell it right <laughs> <sighs>
2: I want you to do a roll here. You've done investigation recently, but there's...
3: I was going to say history
4: to see if any of these names are anything to us. Yeah, hi- <laughs>
2: history History is what I, I want from you because th- there's a couple of names in here that might be of note.
3: Okay.
1: 18. 17. Eight for Max.
2: Okay. um, So the thing that, jumps out to you, looking through these notes, is there is a recent batch of names uh, that, that shows up. It, it was a little while ago, but it it stands out because the people checked in and checked out much more closely together, and it's not the same names you're seeing repeat up and down the rest of this page. Um, among those is the name Dash Ina. You recognize that these names, some of them are familiar to you as members of Ardwing, the special uh, special forces group that has been operating sort of out in this area of space that Max is definitely fairly aware of.
1: Yeah, Max, the one wearing the flight jacket that has Tully's Monsters patch on one shoulder and just a big Ardwing-like thing emblazoned on its back there, you know. Just...
3: Yeah. I think Buford definitely has a moment where he's like, oh, God, this is the same last name. Is it is it racist to assume that they're related? Oh, my God. Well, you're well, yeah, Max is
4: reeling. You're thinking that extremely stupid thought. Wendy uh, just writes her name in the sign in book. Dr. Wendy McDonald, Esquire, Ph.D., M.D., mm-hmm. Junior, mm-hmm. the third. Mm-hmm. Oh, I ran out of space. <laughs> Mm. you're the third <laughs> i just it makes you sound cooler
1: it, she's the third junior so it's 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 a it's a branch sort of thing there there's first junior second junior and third junior is a ranking system it's more prestigious
4: i was the third tadpole into the brine pool that season is that not how that works yeah g- close enough uh
3: max i think some of your friends been here
1: uh max We'll look at the names that are pointed to, that they're pointed to, and um, I'm going to guess like the the there's, these are just last names that are listed here. I'm going to assume, or just um,
2: I I think there are there are first name last name mm-hmm. um, fields, so I I think you you are able to look at this and go my my mum was definitely here, mm-hmm. um, but with the eight in history, I don't think you know anything about this particular mission.
1: Uh, Max is just like, well, I mean, if it's if if you're thinking this is Ardwing, then yeah, that's probably Mom right there. And these are not people that were part of my flight team, but uh, uh and how recently are these names here?
2: So th- this is like eight months ago. Mm. But it's fairly recent in the list of sign-ins in the book, in that, not, as I said, not many people are checking in and checking out. It's a lot of the same names, you know, being here for often over a year at a time and then leaving for a little bit and then coming back. Um, so they're still probably in, like, the ten most recent people to have visited.
4: When you say it's your mom, Wendy, you see the the geometry and the numbers over her head as she tries to figure out what that means, and she's like, "Okay, so we're we're looking for like a big fox head, like it's your like twenty feet tall, like the way your head is. <laughs> that's that's a mom, right?
1: Not, not, not for, not for me. No, no, that's a, it's a, it's different than it is for uh for uh, for illithids. Uh she just looks well, you know, kind of like me, but different i mean just it's less different it's it's uh, the 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 range of change is not that great i guess but yeah uh if that's ardwing and yeah that's mom's been here with probably her flight team but what were they even doing out here
3: so th- this is a research station and ardwing is a military arm essentially right essentially yeah Okay, um, I'm thinking maybe this place just isn't a research station.
1: You're thinking they might have been, like, well, yeah, research for military applications, you're thinking, right?
4: Yeah, something like that. (gasps) Dangerous suck scientists.
1: Maybe.
3: (laughs) Sucked so good you die. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate (laughs) suck. Sucked the life out of them. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs>
1: the final suck down oh gosh if i was <laughs> uh, i was just i was just, okay okay um now i have a uh, this is too good i'm sorry at some point i'm gonna have
3: to say in space no one can hear you suck <laughs>
1: uh like i don't know if, if they're this close to a black hole you know Hearing what some folks were ta- would talk about, you know, it's all about like coming up with new drives for, sh- for the vessels to make them move faster. You know, I, I if I was thinking that maybe it was like some sort of suck drive, you know, like a Dyson drive that just sucks so hard you go faster somehow. But, you know, I don't know. Well, I guess we could, we'll find out more of what they're researching. Where we're trying to find, well, survivors or just people for that matter here.
4: This is a weird bit of serendipity because I know what's happening on both sides of the party and I know that Trizzy is currently trying to upgrade our engine so that there is experimental engine tech possibly on the station. I don't think this was an intended <laughs> connection that Laura and I have done but... Uh, a big... No, but it's one of those
2: things that's just it's lined up very nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: something is added to my journal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright. Um.
2: So... During all, all this conversation, there is one set of double doors out of this this room, and uh, there's there's little windows in, in the door that you're welcome to look through if you want, but you can see that there is this same very clinical lighting coming through on the other side of the door. Like, the best way I can describe it is, you know how hospitals are sometimes lit like very, like, starkly, as if they're trying to do natural light indoors because they need to be able to see what they're working on. It's that slightly clinical light uh, coming coming through the window.
3: Ookie spooky. Hmm. There there aren't any, like, security terminals or something like that around here, because there, there's an alert going on in this ship. Uh, I want to see if I, we can get, like, a handle on what occurred here beforehand.
2: Um... I don't think there are any security terminals in this entrance room. Okay. But, you know, you are welcome to have your eyes out for those as you as you head inside, and we'll keep an eye out got for it. those.
3: I, I activate the dead space uh, line navigation to proceed to the next checkpoint. <laughs> Wendy flips up the collar on her cloak
4: of elven kind that she got in the last uh, downtime from GubGub and is going to get advantage on stealth to scout shortly ahead. Uh, this is her best stat, and now she has advantage on it, so hopefully I am not humiliated in front of everyone. 14.
2: Four- 14 is is sufficient. You haven't, like, stumbled through the doors and tripped over yourself and made a big noise. Um...
3: <laughs> you, you didn't bring the <laughs> bell with you and kept hitting it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like to think that... Uh, uh, sorry. Sorry, yeah, got Like Max, uh, draws out their pistol. The camera shifts to like an over-the-shoulder perspective, and any like, like. Pseudo like celestial light that might be around them, based on how they're depicted, shifts to their back to create just a line to indicate what their health is at any given time to the others, so that their their health is always <laughs> telegraphed accordingly. You know? we,
3: we really do have the the three play styles of Dead Space here. Wendy's got like the Ripper essentially with the the <laughs> jet powered ice pick. Uh, Max has uh, the the plasma cutter, and Buford has the stop. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, it it's a good thing you have all of these uh these playstyles ready for dead space because as you go through the double doors, uh there's no roll required for this. This hallway has a lot of big scratch marks along the walls and floor. This is a very brightly lit this is very brightly lit, but it this might be might be a little might be a little dead space.
4: As Wendy goes down this hallway in the stealth mode, we have talked about the cloak glass episode as being like showing a window into an alternate universe as the method of stealth. So it's like as she passes in front of the scratches, you see an alternate timeline where the walls are fine, and it's just oh, this one
2: hundred percent yes.
4: This this awesome <laughs> fixed cam, uh, camera angle shot of like her walking down the hallway and it's like fine fucked up fine fucked up as she passes
1: Gosh. peak yeah. dead space like e- the people look through they see like flashbacks to the people that they care about talking with them, you know, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh boy uh,
2: as, as you walk carefully down this hallway um, a couple of these rooms also have these sort of windows through them so you can sort of get a bit of a glimpse from outside as to what's inside um, There is some sleeping quarters uh, There is uh, some some rooms filled with medical equipment um is there anything in particular you're looking for? Uh, Dan, you said you were looking for some sort of security terminal? Was that yeah. right?
3: Um, with these like giant scratches on the walls, though, uh, wh- what would I have to do to try to figure out what made them? Does it look like, I don't know, like a power tool for gouging into the walls or like a, I don't know, a laser sword or some sort of necromorph, maybe? <laughs> I'm
2: gonna need, uh, I think it's gonna be an animal handling might mm. be
3: the role. All right, this, this one I'll throw a kind son. <laughs> all right, let's see. Thirteen. Uh, that and this.
1: Thirteen. Wow. Uh,
3: Fourteen.
2: Okay. You all know that, yeah, no, they, they, they you you suggested there you know maybe it's like laser laser uh, or you know machine based. This is definitely something animal. Uh, this is something fairly big. Um, you know, l- larger than than a regular humanoid, but like you know, still in that realm
4: of not impossibly large. Um, you sure your mom isn't big? <sighs>
1: She's not that big.
4: Did, did you say if there was any blood here?
2: Um,
3: not in this hallway. So we have a, a hallway that has been absolutely devastated and not a single drop of blood. Yes. Okay, I don't like that.
1: not like that at all. <laughs> I, you know, I would prefer to was just like full of blood, like all over the place. You know, at least I'm expecting that. Yeah. It, and there's no, like,
3: uh, debris of, like, a security robot or something? Just really fucked up walls?
2: Um, look, it, just in this hallway, there is just a lot of fucked up
1: walls. Is there is, is there a wet floor sign on the floor, at least? Maybe someone cleaned up, and they just, you know, left the wet floor <laughs> sign around?
3: Nope, no wet floor sign. Oh, no! <laughs> you, you said there was a, a room with medical supplies? It's not, like, an actual infirmary, is it? Or is it, uh...
2: Um, so this this particular room doesn't appear to be an actual infirmary, but it does have, like, it looks like a medical storeroom. That maybe there is an infirmary elsewhere, but this is where a lot of the stock of a little bit of everything is kept.
3: Has it been raided at all, it looks like?
2: Um, it doesn't look to have been immediately uh, raided. It Mm -hmm. still looks to be in decent condition.
3: This- this don't smell right, something's weird here. Mm. Uh,
4: medicine check to see if there's anything useful in here? Like a potion or something?
2: Uh, yeah, go ahead and do a medicine check.
4: Five, I eat, I just eat a, uh, box of gloves. <laughs> 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 Nitro, delicious.
2: <laughs> they- they offer you no nutritional value, unfortunately. Um, yeah, no, I was trying to think if I could give you- tell you anything. No. I yeah. can't tell you anything for a fight. <laughs> you, you you look at this room and you're like, "This sure is medicine."
1: I'm a doctor now.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I think my 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 first instinct here I don't know what the rest of the party's thinking uh, would be to find like any way to get access to like security camera footage.
1: Yeah, I mean that's definitely a thing out there. I mean while we're moving, Max is mostly just looking for one of two things one um traces of like well just any like like clothing fragments um like weapons or other items that might have been used as them just like scattered on the ground like how much in disarray are rooms that we're peering into
2: so that sort of stuff it seems to vary by room like the mm. the medical storeroom seems to be largely untouched but uh w- one of the rooms the uh sleeping quarters um is in a total state of disarray um it every one of the beds has been like snapped in half um nothing has been has been untouched in there um you look in one of the rooms and there is a a sort of mess hall there's a sort of kitchen area and that's been very badly damaged as well
3: this- this sounds like any common area is getting obliterated.
2: Mm. I'm gonna need you all to do another perception check.
1: Okay. Mm, mm. 11. That's a 9 for Max.
2: You hear some thudding in the distance. Mm. It sounds quite fast.
1: Yeah, that- def- that definitely does not sound like Mom before you ask, Wendy. <laughs>
3: Uh, is it coming towards us, or going away from us? Um...
2: You all got around average. Uh, If you had to guess, it's- it's come- it's getting closer.
3: Okay, uh, one question. This thudding, is it rhythmic? Maybe like a big meat centipede? (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> very look, specific with, with a 9
2: 11, and 12 i'm not going to tell you whether or not it's a meat centipede
3: okay you,
2: look you need at least a 15 for me to give you the meat centipede
4: check
3: all right well beaufort said i think this is a big
4: meat centipede uh wendy is going to use her ability bolstering magic uh for 10 minutes the creature can roll a d3 whenever making an attack or an ability check i'm basically just like concentrating really hard on my wild magic my inherent you know fairy arcane abilities and just trying to uh, concentrate on them harness them and um if something attacks us i'm gonna go bananas on it (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. yeah it definitely sounds like whatever that thudding is is coming nearer
3: Mm -hmm. um so we're, we're in a mess hall right now currently right yeah okay um what Buford is going to do is, uh, is, I, is it sound like it's heading towards like an open door currently, or uh, like a, a space it's going to go through?
2: Um, t- tough to tell. Okay, with with the scores you've got, tough to tell.
3: Buford is going to like go to your where he, the where his best guess of where it's coming from is, and take like uh, some of these um, uh, like uh, cafeteria tables and pile them up on each side, and he's gonna get ready for, uh, whenever anything, like, starts to come through, uh, fire web at it, to try to wrap it up and trap it in between it.
2: I feel like we need to get a roll of some kind to see how well you barricade this- You're trying to barricade this door, effectively. Uh, yeah. Athletics! Gimme an athletics, let's see how you- how well you lug things across this room and get them in front of that door.
3: Uh twelve.
2: Twelve. I mean you do it you do a decent job. You get a couple of cafeteria, you know, long cafeteria benches sort of up against the door. That door is not going to immediately open as easily as it would have done before.
1: Uh Max is being fairly simple. They they just have their their laser pistol drawn. They sort of like get crouched behind, you know, uh one of the many waist high like things is kind of like, you know, get some cover behind Uh, And then uh, just sort of train the pistol at like whatever direction or opening the sound seems to be coming from uh, and just sort of like on the ready for something to show up.
4: Yeah, if Max is doing overwatch and uh, Gubbins is doing a trap, I think what Wendy's gonna do is going to try to make herself like bait essentially. She's gonna like fly down and then like look in the wrong direction of the sounds to try to see if something's gonna leap out at her. She has something called feral instincts. If you are surprised at the beginning of combat and aren't incapacitated, you can act normally. So basically, I'm doing the, um, someone call an ambulance, but not for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. I like all of this. Um, as you all prepare, everything goes quiet for a moment. There's a huge thud against the door. Uh, you see a mass of fur bashing up against that
3: door. Uh, Alright, well, I'll have Webb prepared as soon as it breaks through to try to entangle it.
2: There is another bash against that door.
1: Hmm. Just like, Max is just sort of seeing the fur and just thinking, like, what were they even doing here?
2: As you wonder that, there is one third and final bash against that door as a pretty large furry humanoid
4: uh, with big claws and teeth gets through that door. Um, you suck too long. The abyss also sucks back.
1: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what have we... How uh, The party as a whole hasn't rolled medicine yet. No, no. Yeah, let's get a medicine roll, everyone, mm. as this thing comes through the door.
1: Six. I'll toss (laughs)
3: uh, a uh, flash of insight on this to turn it into a um, uh, uh,
2: 13. Okay, we've got a six, a six, and a 13. Um, We're not doctors. You you are not doctors. Uh, I I think the problem here is that this thing is moving, like, very quickly for its size. Um, In character... You ha- It is not staying still long enough for you to get a good look at it. Uh, but for the players, um, I'm going to drop a picture in because I think that the players and the listeners will very quickly recognize uh, what this what this is.
3: Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh.
2: Puppy. Yes, oh, a nice little puppy. Because in
3: space, it's always nice. I get it. I see what you're doing. Mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So, for the for the listeners, it it's a werewolf. There's a werewolf has just bust through this door, and it is not happy with you. Uh, it is charging very quickly towards Wendy.
3: Uh, can I fire my web? Yeah, you can fire your web. Okay, I fire my web. let uh, it's a ch- second level, sir. Uh, second level. What does what does web
2: do? Read us, read us, web. Tell us about this web.
3: Web. Uh, you conjure a thick mass of sticky webbing. At a point uh, of your choice within a range, the web fills a twenty-foot cube for the, the point of the duration. The webs are difficult terrain. Uh, each creature that starts its turn in the webs or enters them must make a Dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the creature is restrained as long as it remains in the webs or until it breaks free.
2: Uh, right. So you said there's a roll that I have to, that I gotta do.
3: Yes, a Dexterity saving throw.
2: Uh, this thing rolls a three on dexterity uh it was way too focused on Wendy as a uh, as a target and is pretty well webbed up
3: yeah uh, so I think the the flavor on this is like it's leaping at Wendy mid-air and uh Buford's like holds out his big robot hand and uh like a port in his palm just opens up and he fires like a metal mesh net straight at it <laughs> and bags it right out of the air yeah I think Wendy doesn't even activate her rage or anything. The plan is going
4: so well. She just turns on the engine on the ice pick and just tries to ram it through the squirming uh, furry creature inside the netting because her feral instincts means, you know, she knew it was coming. She knew the distance and everything. Uh, there's restraint, so I get advantage. That's going to be 13. Oh, I get my, my bolstering magic. Um, so
2: A 15 is going to hit. Roll that damage.
4: All right. Well, that's not right uh 16 as i just center mass drive the engine uh you know sporting ice pick into the the fluff and the the flesh
2: yeah uh so you stab pretty well into the center mass of this thing and your initial instinct is yeah this is going to this is going to fuck this thing up pretty badly uh and you sort of retract your ice pick and you watch as the wound very quickly starts to patch itself together.
4: Wendy dusts off her hands and says, "Well, we tried. Sorry about your mom. Going back to the ship."
2: <laughs> uh, what? What's the role that uh, this thing should be making to try and escape from the web?
3: Uh, let me check. That is do 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 I failed to say the creatures are strange. Uh, it can use its action to make a strength save, uh, a strength check against my spell save DC, or it can set it on fire.
2: (laughs) Okay, it's not going to be setting it on fire, I can tell you that much, but, uh, it rolls a 21, this thing is out of the net.
3: It's going to rip right out of my (laughs) whipping. Yeah, it is out of the net, and it is not happy.
1: (laughs) Mm. Uh... Does Max get a chance to play a little pop a sh- uh, sh- uh get a shot off on it to try to
2: Oh yeah, you can you can you can try and get a shot off on this thing.
1: All right. Uh let's see what shot number 1 does. That's a 28. Holy shit. And shot number 2, a 16. So both hit?
2: Yep. Yeah, those are both going to hit. Throw uh, me that
1: damage. Uh that's going to be a total of 24 damage it's just Max just lines up and just fires off two uh, you know, uh, laser shots just, uh, at the shoulder of this werewolf to, uh, split its attention between, uh, Wendy and themselves.
2: Uh, the creature definitely stumbles and stutters back quite considerably. And then it stops and catches its breath, and you watch as once again it starts to knit itself back together.
4: Uh, can I roll arcana to know how werewolves work in this universe because Yeah give, give, give me a give me a roll. One assumes that there are a variety of yeah. werewolves. 12. Yeah.
2: 12. 12. 26.
1: Uh... <laughs> 7.
2: <laughs> okay. As a as a party you ha- you have succeeded and you know that 26 You've this thing was trapped in the net long enough for you to work out that it's a werewolf um, and you know for for a twenty six a lot of what you would traditionally think of as as werewolf stuff uh applies here in this setting. um some of it's a little bit misnomer, you know all all of the stuff about they transform during the uh during the full moon. That's that's kind of kind of the deal. It's a certain amount of light of a certain wavelength. That is a, is the whole thing. But basically, yeah, these are people who either were born from other werewolves or were bitten and infected by other werewolves, who, among other conditions, cannot resist or find it very difficult to resist transforming into their werewolf forms uh when exposed to the full moon.
3: You you said it was light under certain wavelengths. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to check what wavelength these, these stark lightings you've mentioned are under.
2: <laughs> I mean that that is that is that is an option, but uh yeah. You you don't know whether this person was-, was born a werewolf or was turned at some point, but mm-hmm. If, if they bite you, it's gonna be bad. Oh Christ. And um, they have they have pretty good regenerative ability, not it shouldn't be nearly this good. Oh man. Um, hmm. now what I'm gonna ask you all as a party just a very simple question. this thing wants to fight. Are you rolling initiative?
4: My intuition is no, because it's healing and that knowledge roll didn't give us any weaknesses. Like, you know, you didn't say, oh, silver will work. Uh, Well, okay. I'll give you, for a 26,
2: I will give you traditional silver is a weakness, yes.
3: Okay, I don't have any silver. Well, we're in a cafeteria. (laughs) Somebody get the silverware.
2: (laughs) You know that these things, physical attacks aren't terribly great on them. Bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, if they're not... If they're not magic or silver,
4: not going to do a lot.
3: I do have a magical arm.
4: <laughs> yeah, so I would say my intuition here is we're only a couple of rooms for the entrance. Like, try to go back and maybe uh, vent it into space or something. Like, have Cammy undock and suck us all into space. And then just pick us up separately while the werewolf floats away is what I would do. But if you all want to try to use silverware to do... Uh, <laughs> this is some improvised ninja shit.
1: Well... Uh Max is, Max also has the all the weapons I have access with via uh Formith and all their weapons are effectively plus 1 magic items magic weapons by proxy being a hex uh a hex blade so that's another option we can go with but um let's see here I uh, I'm down to wrestle
3: this werewolf while Max shoots it and Wendy tries to get a spoon to gouge its eyes out <laughs> absolutely wendy is going to retreat she's going to
4: fly pretty far away to try to find silverware uh is there a role for that or do you want me to just like grab a you know knife off the ground a spoon spoon is funnier
2: it's it's, i look it's a it's
4: it's a it's a mess hall i think you can just find some spoons all right i pick up a big spoon but since i'm using my movement to move far away um i don't think i should be able to move back as well to attack yeah, in the same I, turn.
2: I, I think so.
4: I think that'd be a next turn
2: um, thing, but you you can find some spoons.
4: I find a spoon, and I'm going to use my fairy magic to cast Fairy Fire, which is an ability I get as a fairy. Each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Your choice. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is outlined in light. If it fails, a dex save. For the duration, objects and affected creatures shed dim light. Any attack roll against an affected creature has advantage. So I'm basically just putting a huge spotlight on this person so everyone can burn it down. Uh, from the other side of the room so you need to make a dex save against my th- spell save which is 13 uh, 10 perfect uh yeah violet light uh just uh, erupts out of wendy and you know across the room and begins like clinging to this werewolf uh like it is like almost like uh, a noxious spray of light and now they are
3: extremely easy to attack i have a spoon that's my turn I have a spoon and that's my turn is a really great line.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, right. Well, it is now the werewolf's turn. It is not going to go for Wendy because you are small and far away. And like you know, it's a tiny little thing. Not a, not a threat. I think this thing is going to aim for Buford. Okay. <laughs> you, you look like a, you look like a big, a big target that can stand toe to toe. Um, this thing is going to charge towards you and attempt to bite you.
3: Oh, I could become a cyber werewolf. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so let's roll. Uh, 20 to hit.
3: It does not. <laughs>
2: that is not going to hit. you. Uh, I th- I think the flavor for this is it tries to bite into you and it hasn't clocked that your arm is made of metal so it's just like gone to bite down on it and not really gotten anywhere it was not nearly as fleshy as expected and it just sort of needs a second to adjust to that
3: it's like that first episode of uh like full metal alchemist where he gets mauled by i think it's like a lion or something yep and it, it goes yep. after his a robot leg and robot arm
2: <laughs> yep that is exactly what i'm thinking of <laughs> um so yeah, it is it is taken aback by a second. Uh it is Max's turn.
1: He might look like a big chew toy, but he honestly is more bite than bark. And then uh Max will just do like a tactical diving roll out to another place to get a little bit of cover. Uh as he move oh sorry, uh as as they move, uh Max will use the um uh Hexblade's curse uh guidance on the on the werewolf, and then line up and take another pair of shots uh, at it with the uh, targeting in play, in In this case here. Um, that's gonna be a 22 and a 26.
2: Yep, those those are gonna hit. Roll me that damage.
1: Uh, that's gonna be uh, 31 damage total on the two shots there. Holy shit, that's not even 4 myth? That's just a gun you brought? That's Cammy's- that's the laser pistol that Cammy made for Max, yes. Okay. Who could have known? Guns are dangerous.
2: Guns, pretty, pretty, pretty powerful. Those things. Um, yeah. So you you land a couple of hits pretty squarely on uh, on this werewolf, and it seems like it's taking longer to heal. Mm-mm. But it is it is recovering it is it is patching itself together you are slowing it down you are clearly like getting some degree of energy out of it but it is it it doesn't seem like it is going to stop anytime soon uh buford your turn
3: all right first one is a 28 and the second is a 19.
2: Uh, those are gonna hit.
3: Okay, that is... Oh, Jesus. And then the second... Uh, whatever 19 plus 13 is... 32. 32 damage. As Buford says, time to put this dog down.
2: <laughs> um... Are you going for lethal or non-lethal?
3: Uh, I'll beat it unconscious for now.
2: It seems like you get the impression this isn't going to last terribly long it is it is not currently moving and you've bought yourself some time but it is it is already starting to stir like it is it is not like out cold it is not going to be out for that long
3: mhm uh so the only thing i could think in the this current moment is that you mentioned that it, it's a wavelength of light that could be setting this thing off uh, I want to try to get it into a smaller room and then cut the lights from the ceiling to see if I can force it to change back.
2: Definitely. If you want to drag this thing into... I think the smallest room you've seen is that medical supply closet uh, that you you went past earlier. You're welcome to drag this thing in there. Um, Are you just like forcibly ripping the lights out of the ceiling or are you looking for a light switch or what, what, what are you what are you doing
3: uh, i got a big robot arm i can punch him out of the ceiling if need be
2: i mean is that what you would like to do
3: uh yeah i think i think buford if he's trying to do this quickly he's not looking for the light switch he's just reaching up and pulling the panel out of the out of the ceiling
2: okay okay i'm, I'm not gonna make you roll for that i think if you want to drag this thing into the medical cupboard and just rip the lighting socket out of the ceiling. You can do that? Mm-hmm. Um the the room plunges into darkness uh, other than the light that is coming in through the the little circular window in the the door that all of these doors have so far had. Mm-hmm. Um and it does seem like this thing may be affected by that. It is, uh, the- the fur is getting less dense, it is- it is losing a little of its mass. It does seem like the lighting in here isn't doing- it it is not doing this thing any favors.
3: Okay, um, I have dark vision. Is there anything I can use to, like, completely block out this window?
2: Uh, I don't think there's anything immediately in here, but if you wanna, do you have anything in your inventory or anything like that? Or anything on you?
3: I will go outside the room and just rip the ceiling lights out too if need be, that works.
2: You're gonna go rip out the lights in the corridor as well?
3: Yeah, at least at the very, like, the light coming into this room.
4: Okay. Um, I think while you're doing this, you're kind of going on a rampage. You beat this werewolf unconscious. You're ripping all these lights out. You're dragging its body around. I think Wendy is like visibly uncomfortable with all this. She usually is pretty like blase and like, ah, oh, I love violence or whatever. But like she is small. This thing is huge. Her weapon didn't work. Uh, I feel like she's like shaken
3: more than you've probably ever seen her. And she's just keeping a lot of distance. I, I, think, I think in comparison, this is Buford like in his element. Uh, and this is him being strangely nice for what he would normally do. Uh, normally, he would just kill this werewolf. But n- since he knows it's like a person that isn't intentionally doing this, he's actively trying to keep it alive. But the way he handles things is dragging it by its leg as it's unconscious and <laughs> destroying property.
1: I'll, I'll say like Max is probably going to stay near Wendy and just keep an eye on her and making sure that she's doing as well as she can given the circumstance just
2: um so Buford, I'll go I'll give you this of the places that you all looked through as a group before one of them was the um the sleeping quarters you could probably go grab some bedding from there to sh- stick over the uh the the, the window or you could pull some more lights out of that corridor and and get it pretty dark. Um
3: Yeah. Uh I'll I'll grab I'll wad up bedding and use that to to get it out for a yeah. moment. Um
2: your suspicions are somewhat confirmed when you block up this this window and you get that 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 cupboard good and dark. Uh it's it's not instant, but you do now have what appears to be a slightly furry, unconscious elf in this cupboard.
3: Okay, I'm gonna hog tie him with some extra bedding for the moment, and then rejoin the party.
2: Okay, um, part party. I'm gonna need another perception check.
4: Oh no! While you're hog tying, uh, Wendy says to Max, uh, Maxie Max. I noticed you looked at the werewolf's clothes with some interest. Do you think that was your mom?
1: Well, I was trying to determine whether it might have been one of the people working here or, uh, gosh, maybe even just one of the Ardwing members or something. It was just hard to tell.
4: Are you putting together a timeline? Because I'm running some numbers here, and I don't know if this is a werewolf place that your mom showed up at or if this was a suck scientist place some werewolves showed up at or how your mom fits into it. It's this is getting a lot more complicated. I thought I was just going to dunk on some nerds.
1: Well, I think, well, assuming we might find some survivors and you know they're not in a immediate threat of death, I mean, dunking on them is still on the table, but yeah, that's why I'm kind of concerned. And if based on the timeline, up to eight months of this, you know,
4: also weren't all the windows were covered when we came oh man there's a whole light puzzle here i hate these you got to get the mirror shield and then you got to make the (laughs) light beam bounce around sucks
1: yeah i mean like i'm trying to think here why would they want to block the windows i mean I, i get not wanting to look at a black hole all the time but the only other reason i would think they would do that would be to control something else about the environment here for some reason but why
4: Huh. And that's when Gub Gub comes out of the closet. <laughs> he's like there's an elf. We got an elf. <laughs> uh, All
3: right. Yeah. I think Pewfert'll like sort of like dust off his hands for a moment and go. Uh, so looks like whatever these wavelength the lights are set at is making this these uh, this guy over here turn into a werewolf.
1: Oh, I see.
3: Which then leads me to a couple questions. We saw those lights blocked out and I heard your conversation there.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I, 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 it's weird. There, there's drop. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I assume you were whispering to hide it from... <laughs> from it. Either way. Um, would I be able to determine if the wavelength the lights are showing is normal for these model of lights or if it was intentionally changed? Because... I'm thinking that maybe the transformation was happening and they started blocking out the lights and then something changed inside the ship's lighting system permanently afterwards.
2: I... Okay, so very specifically, you're trying to work out whether the lights in here are ac- uh, have been set abnormally. Yes. How much of a specialist in light... The history of lights.
3: How, <laughs> I... how,
1: how much do you know about optics, my man? <laughs> uh,
3: I I know Th- uh, Thomas Edison, like, electrocuted an elephant, I think. And he, <laughs> he did, like, a light bulb or something.
2: Uh. Yeah. Okay. R- r- roll, roll me history, but I, I warn you it's going to be a pretty high <laughs> check without a... a, a god damn it that's history. a one and i saw it
3: almost hit a 19.
2: <laughs> okay so for for a one um you're pretty sure that like these lights don't have lights always been this light mm-hmm. like aren't lights usually less light <laughs> oh my
1: are, god. are the light are the lights just miniature moons you know they're just moons in little yeah, yeah
2: this is the equivalent of if you'd lived your whole life with lights on a dimmer switch and someone's just turned the dimmer switch up slightly so that now you're like "Mm, no this isn't, lights aren't lights, light
3: they're they're, they're, they're weird dimmer switches were created to turn people into werewolves, the liberal media doesn't want you to know
1: this (laughs) oh my god
3: (sighs) I need you all to do a
2: perception roll
1: oh good I want you proceed.
2: <laughs> I know you've been asked to do a few of them today. It's not going to be the longest. That's
1: another one. Oh! 12. Maxwell the night Maxwell at 19. You just botched two god. motherfucking times
4: in a row. You Yeah, giant metal dumbass.
1: I swear to god, I do not trust
3: how beyond uh, D&D beyond rolls cuz it looks like it's physics based and I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, look, I need to give you some kind of punishment here. Mm-hmm. Uh for for double botch um i think at least part of this is you're still distracted by the liberal media's uh, <laughs> lies about dimmer switches yeah ah uh, what's 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 a good consequence here
3: um the conservative media is all vampires the liberal media is werewolves everybody knows this okay okay <laughs>
2: i know what the consequence is <laughs> you are shouting pretty loudly about the liberal media's conspiracy about the dimmer switches <laughs> Uh, as a result uh 19 and 12 with the other roles
4: yeah mm-hmm.
2: I mean you can, you can hear some you can hear some thuds again you're not gonna get much more specific than that because they're being shouted over by someone with a conspiracy against dimmer switches
1: mm. well you know uh, that's all really fascinating buford but i don't know if uh i don't know if the other p- the other people in this ship are gonna really be worried about conspiracy theories, you know.
3: And libertarians are fish people. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Wendy says, "Okay, our mission was to answer the distress call. We did. Uh, are we gonna say no survivors and head home, or how do we need to secure the research? Whatever's going on here, if anything, I don't. I'm so stupid. I have no idea what's happening.
1: I, I think we need to at least understand what's going on a little bit better beyond just." A speculation, but uh, I, I don't think we have much time to think about that right now.
4: Yeah, I was. I'm thinking, like, in character, Wendy would be like, I, "I'm out of here," but obviously, Max is like, "I need to know what happened to my mom here," so you're not leaving, and like under any circumstances.
1: Yeah. Uh, Max is going to do something in preparation for all of this here.
4: What are you? What are you up
2: to?
1: Uh, Max is going to uh, uh, close his eyes for a moment, think. It's like, okay, well, let's see if we can keep ourselves from getting bit too hard, at least. All right, Formith decrypt Alma. And then, uh, like, like, what happens is there's almost like a layer of frost that goes over Max's body. They clap their hands together when they do so and pull their hands away. Uh, a pair of shields are now in their hands um, as the frost sort of Drifts off their body and uh, a, f- a couple of other clothing elements change. There's always like a, a bit of a, a veil across their their muzzle there with a with a little bit of purple note. And after and as shifting after shipping to the weapons, uh, Max is going to cast a spell on themselves. And that is going to be um, it's normally called. Oh, shoot. uh, Armor of Agathis. I've renamed it to. Alma's Frozen Barrier, and that's the spell they're casting on themselves. A protective magical force surrounds you, manifesting as a spectral frost that covers you and your gear. You gain 25 temporary hit points for the next hour. If a creature hits you with a melee attack while you have these temporary hit points, they take 25 cold damage for as long as the temporary hit points last.
2: Oh, lovely, wonderful. As a group, do you do anything else?
1: Uh, Am I still
3: ranting about how uh, the stock exchange is controlled by mummies, or...
2: (laughs) I mean, if you want to be doing something else while you finish off your rant about the stock exchange being controlled by mummies, you're welcome to do so. Uh,
3: Buford is... (laughs) Can everyone here see in the dark? No. No. Okay. Only Buford. That's interesting. Uh, I was gonna try to cut the lights. Let me see what else I can do
1: here. <laughs> uh, Max is going to make their way to the hallway outside to basically make themselves bait in this case.
3: Um, shit, 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 shit. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cut the lights.
4: That's a good idea. Like, honestly, I mean, from a dramatic perspective, I think it really works. That like our mission is, hey, let's cut the power to the whole station if we can do that theoretically we can disempower all of our enemies simultaneously and
3: like mm-hmm.
4: yeah that would mean if in a, in a fight two of us would have a disadvantage but it also
3: could mean we don't have any enemies that's true right uh yeah that then yeah buford is going to that this also makes sense buford would do this in character if he thinks that cutting the lights would immediately depower the werewolf uh he would try to cut the lights in the hallway
2: Okay, are you once again just ripping them out the ceiling?
3: Uh, if he can, with hi- Oh, oh, uh, with his blueprints, can he find, like, uh, a hub that these are splitting out from and uh, use that to, like, just make a targeted strike to either may- turn it off correctly or just cut the power to it?
2: Okay, um, I think from the blueprints, you do know that such a breaker exists, but... It is. It is pretty deep into this uh, this this space station. Like you are not, you are gonna have to make your way a ways in here if you're gonna try and turn all the lights out at once. Mm-hmm. It's definitely doable. Um, but you are gonna need to probably go down this hallway, down a couple of flights of stairs. Like it, it, it's it's gonna be a bit of a journey.
4: Dungeon, dungeon,
3: dungeon, mm-hmm. dungeon, dungeon, werewolf <laughs> dungeon. <laughs> yes, let's do it we're going to kill some dogs
2: so you are aware of, of there is there is a, a place that will allow this to be a solution two more werewolves come into the uh into the corridor uh one of them one of them is now rushing towards uh max who has placed themselves as a bit of a uh, a bait
1: <laughs> yep uh max is like bracing themselves both shields kind of Set up in front of them almost like a, like a, I forget what the term is when you're doing like a, uh, like a defensive stance with multiple shields. What is it called? Uh,
3: are the, the are you're forming the Torterra? Or no, no that's not what's good. It's the thing. That's a Pokemon. Thing. Yeah. That's... Are you
4: talking about a fucking phalanx? <laughs> no, there, 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 there's
3: a, there's also a term for one of them that's named after a tortoise in mm-hmm. Latin, I think.
1: Mm hmm. Um, but anyways, but yeah, but Max is sort of like setting themselves up as bait shields kind of raised to kind of protect from bites and just sort of like, that's The testudo Ah, formation. testudo. Yes. Yeah. Max is doing a single Fox testudo formation with their two shield and sort of advancing forward towards the werewolves i'm sorry but the torterra formation is
4: an awesome image as well just holding two giant pokemon (laughs) i
1: I mean the 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 ship is made based off of vanillish so i think torterra is fine
3: too
4: sure
1: all right uh so that that's what max is doing if the others want to back max up yeah they're welcome to do so
4: are we in the same initiative or because i can go
2: the, the the only concession I will make to that, that initiative order is, I think, if Max wants to do anything before the initiative order starts, because you've placed yourself as prepared waiting bait.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I have a short rest, so I don't have the, um, Hexblade Curse recharge yet, so, uh, I am- All Max is doing is just sort of, uh, bracing themselves, and uh, just preparing for the attack coming in, uh, I could, I could, I believe, actually, let me read one last thing I could do. Uh, they are going to do the dodge action um, and preparation for the werewolves coming in. Uh, which means until the start of Max's next turn, any attack rules made against them have disadvantage. And if they, if Max needs to make a dexterity saving throw, they do so with advantage for this volley of attacks.
4: All right, Wendy has her spoon, her silver spoon. She takes a uh, magical girl pose and says, "Pretty Guardian Sailor Sukiyama, and transforms using her wild magic rage. We're gonna pop that, Laura. Do you want my D one hundred?
2: Yeah. Let's let's get that that sheet up. G- give me that D D one hundred.
4: Ninety ninety seven. Mmm.
3: Oh. Oh. Okay. W- w- what does the anime spoon look like? <laughs> it has little pink wings. H- how many belts does it have? <laughs> Eight.
2: <laughs> Wendy learns a spell of a level that you can learn from a different class.
1: Oh. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Interesting.
2: You can take a minute to decide what that's going to be, but yeah, you now know a spell of a class you should not know of a level that you have spell slots for.
4: All right, my two immediate thoughts are the best spell, Eldritch Blast, but you already have that. And we don't have a dedicated healer, so maybe a healing spell of some sort would be Mm. useful. Uh, Regardless, my turn, I am going to uh, try to scoop out one of the werewolf's eyes with my silver spoon. Um, So I am attacking (laughs) Recklessly
3: (laughs) Cricket. Jesus Christ. Okay, you
4: you do crit,
2: which is a good thing, because you've you've been adamantly saying this is a silver spoon you didn't ever ask if it was silver you didn't check if it was silver this is just a aluminium aluminum spoon oh <laughs> it like, it may, maybe it's stainless steel it's not silver but with the crit you do pretty successfully get that thing like w- describe to me how you're wielding this spoon
4: yeah i honestly thought like what if it's not because like the spoons i own aren't silver but i thought if i just kept saying it maybe you would let it go no it's just a
2: regular cafeteria spoon do you think they're splurging for silver this is like research grant budget
4: well they mismanaged it (laughs) Two things. I have something called Brutal Critical. You can roll an additional weapon damage die when determining the extra damage for a critical hit. So that's great. That's the first thing. The second thing is uh, because of my uh, Great Weapon Master feat, Uh, when I crit, uh, I can make an additional melee attack as a bonus action. So here's my damage.
3: You're just just taking both of their eyes.
4: I mean, that's, that's the plan. So 25 damage straight up, then I'm going to do my, uh, second attack, uh, 27, and then my bonus attack for my Brutal cr- brutal Critical 20. So 27 and 20 is going to be even more damage. Oh my lord.
2: You, you deal a lot of damage to this thing. It is not looking great.
4: So that is 47 total.
2: Yeah. So with 47 damage, this thing is looking rough, but again, very quickly, it is is—it is starting to look better the longer time goes on. Like it is, it is taking that hit in its stride and going, yeah, I'll, shr- I'll shrug it off, coach. Don't worry
4: about it. <laughs> okay. So if I like, fl- if I flap over, land on the werewolf's head as it charges at uh, max, I just spoon out its eyes real quick, like pop. Pop just like popping the buttons off a coat or something, just spoon both of its eyes out, and the eyes just start growing back.
2: It starts regrowing eyes. Okay. It's gonna take a minute, but oh, like this, good this thing is like
1: uh, Yeah,
2: yeah Yes, this Very time a I problem. won't have
1: astigmatism.
4: <laughs> 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 Alright. <Yeah, laughs> that's my turn.
5: Um
2: Yeah, so werewolves, um uh, you know, I'm 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 gonna fulfill I'm gonna, for flavor, have one of these roll disadvantage because it is in the process of trying to regrow some eyes. Um, <laughs> that one is gonna to attempt to bite you, Wendy. So,
4: fair enough.
3: I would. <laughs>
2: uh, right, but disav- I'm gonna, I'm gonna flavor that with disadvantage. You'd
3: bite someone just because they scooped your eyes out? I mean, come on, it's not cool. Uh, wow. that,
2: that is an eight, which I'm guessing is not gonna hit.
3: <laughs> it is not
4: fourteen. I just, I flit between the the teeth
2: uh the other one is gonna go for max uh five some there's some real shitty rolls going on
1: uh max is going to attempt to uh uh basically bash at the werewolf uh chomping at him with the shields uh uh so let's just do attack number one it's a twenty
2: uh yep
1: and attack number two is a twenty five
2: yep those are both gonna hit.
1: So that's going to be a total of 16 uh, magical bludgeoning damage. Um, And then as I don't think you do anything, there's a bonus action that's going to be super relevant right now. Um, So that's all that Max is going to do. And then it's just sort of kind of keep up in this werewolf's face for the time being.
3: All right, Buford. Uh, okay. Buford's a big guy, and he has reach, so he's gonna try to situate himself in a place where he can punch both of these guys in the face. Uh, he's gonna go for the one that's regrowing its eyes currently. Yep. Uh, twenty six. Yep. All right, that'll be nineteen damage. Uh, is it still up?
2: Uh, it is. It is down. It is unconscious. It is. It is still trying to regrow those eyes, but it's it's not moving.
3: Uh, I, th- I think what happens is, like, its eyes finally pop back, and the last thing it sees uh, a <laughs> microsecond before is a giant metal fist careening towards its face.
2: So, yes, between rounds, I'm going to need something from all of you. I'm going to need... I think it's going to be Perception again. It's, the, it's the, game, the name of the game today. Mm-hmm. All right. There is a lot happening around you, and you need to be aware of it. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's a. I that's got a another two. <laughs>
5: <That's>...
3: I, am <laughs> no botch. longer going to use uh,
1: Beyond twenties rolls. I do not trust it. I think something's wrong here. Uh, well, look, it shouldn't roll the physical dice in D and D Beyond when it does that. There, so that's something else happening. Uh, it is, it is rolling a die. Uh,
2: it, it, if if you want it to not roll a die, do slash uh, in the in the chat. Yeah. Type that, forward slash roll space. 20 plus right
3: that. that's what I'm gonna move to because I watched it roll at uh, one and then just slide across my screen
1: <laughs> I, I I'll troubleshoot with you afterwards because I'll show you that it doesn't do physical dice rolls uh, uh physics dice rolls on my end when I'm using it so that's something else at play I mean if Leon can crit four times in a
4: row you can botch three times in a row <laughs> the, the the party
2: the party has failed and there is a botch. So, the first you know of of what's going on is you hear a sound coming from that storeroom. Mm. Uh, and that werewolf has come back out.
4: Alright, so we have no reason to believe they were re- uh, exposed to the, the the light that we have been, you know, working on the the theory that there was still exposure to the overhead lights that was causing people to lycanthrope This person was in a dark room.
2: That that uh, that werewolf was in a room that had the the light blocked out, and now it's out here coming to fight you again.
3: So, so to sum up what occurred, I brought it in. It gets knocked out. It does not appear to uh, start to revert. When deprived of light, it starts to revert. And now, as far as we're aware, outside of the, uh, even without the light, it's changing back again. So something has changed, at least From
2: what you can tell, yes. With, with, with the, with the Bokchon perception, as far as you know, yeah, it's just turned
4: back of its own accord.
3: Okay. I think the light is still doing something, but another thing may have occurred here.
4: All right, it's Wendy's turn again. I think I'm going to try and knock all these people down and we'll try to run for the the main breaker
3: is what my plan is. So I'm going to do I, my... I can also make a suggestion here uh, for the future. I can cast haste on Wendy and she has already increased speed. She could just book it. Nothing's off the table. I think Wendy is genuinely too scared
4: to go off on her own at this point. Maybe we can talk about this in character. I think this is a good conversation to have. But um, she says, you know... Uh, pretty Guardian spoon stab and tries to take down the one that you just punched. So recklessly, fifteen and sixteen.
2: Uh, those are gonna hit.
4: That is going to be a total of thirty-eight damage. My word! Oh, those are great rolls. You love to see those juicy rolls.
2: Thirty-eight. Uh, the once again, this thing is looking pretty beaten down. It, it's it's trying to heal itself back up, but it wouldn't take too much more for this thing to be out like it's uh, its friend there.
4: Yeah, so basically, I'm setting them up, y'all are knocking them down. Popping eyes out so you can bonk them. <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: Um, so this werewolf, the one that you just attacked, is going to try and attack you again, Wendy. Um. Not. It's not a fan of the eye-gouging technique. Would really like that to not be the case.
4: Everyone's a critic.
2: Uh, 12's not gonna hit you is it
4: nope I crotch chop right in its face
2: <laughs> yeah this this thing is angry but unfocused it is uh it is wildly thrashing more than you know direct targeted strike and it is just not landing a hit on you
1: uh right and then the
2: other one is going to go for oh, max
1: let's get a hit. Oh, uh, That hits it on the nose. Fantastic. Well, let's see that damage.
2: Oh, let's 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 see what that bite damage is. <laughs>
5: oh,
4: this is this is why the t- bonuses are so low because getting bit by a lycanthrope is such a
3: uh, huge,
4: <laughs> possibly life-altering thing.
3: But but Max is all, already a Canid. Are we really going to notice a difference?
4: I mean, I mean you <laughs>
2: might. I mean you might. Um, uh, uh, one second. Uh, so that is going to be ten damage.
1: All right, and it takes twenty-five cold damage.
2: Yep. Um, Holy Christ! This thing is lose. It is going to lose consciousness. It is unconscious. Uh, unconscious. But um, you're going to need to give me a Constitution saving
3: throw.
1: That'd be an eight. Oh no. Uh, what? What is?
3: Can you tell us what he needs to beat it? Because if I can, I can give him um, a flash of genius to improve it.
2: Look, I'm, I'm- I'm not gonna- I'm not gonna give you that degree of metagaming control. If you wanna add a number to it, you can add a number to it. I'm not telling you what the target is.
3: Uh, that would put- that would put it at a 13. I don't think that would probably do it. Oh my god, you- you don't wanna risk it for your friend? Uh, you know you're right, I sh- I'll do it. Um... I don't really know Max, but yes, I'll, I'll put I'll put a uh, I'll, I'll put Flash of Genius on it to uh, make it a 13. Oh my God! At
2: uh, at a 13, Max, you feel all right. I mean, you got bit. It's not great, but like you, you're doing all right.
4: Is it like, so the werewolf bites onto your arm, and everyone's like, oh my god, because you can contract lycanthropy that way, and then it zooms in, and we see there's like a thin layer of ice, where the the ice reaction you did?
2: Exactly. Mm. Exactly. The, you know, you've taken a bit of damage, but those teeth did not get as deep as they wanted to get.
1: Uh, on Max's turn, uh, they are going to, uh, yeah, just... Uh uh batter at the uh the one that bit them uh with uh two strikes so let's just go ahead and get those strikes in there that's a 13 on the first attack probably not going to do it and it's a 25 in the second that will hit at least
2: yeah that 25 is gonna hit
1: <laughs> it's just gonna be eight magic bludgeoning damage on that front um and uh t- let's see here uh I'm trying to see if there's anything else i can do in the immediate with that uh uh, unfortunately, I don't have too much else I can do, really quickly at the moment. Uh, but Max takes uh does those hits and then uh, you know, otherwise just braces themselves and moves to make room for Buford to get a knockout on that one.
3: Yep. Uh. Okay. So there's two pretty heavily injured uh werewolves in front of me.
2: Yep. Yep.
3: Okay. Uh, I'll go after the one in front of Wendy first uh, because she is easier to hit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, 17.
2: Uh, 17 will hit.
3: Okay. Uh, 14 damage.
2: Okay, that one is unconscious. Uh, You don't know how long it's going to stay that way, but it is unconscious.
3: I I think Buford's just wheeling around throwing haymakers at everything within physical reach.
2: Yeah, you just like... Like someone set off a spinning top. You're just sort of round and round and round.
3: I think the perfect way to describe how Buford fights is uh, if you uh, played Injustice 2, uh, Hellboy was released as a DLC character. (laughs) And it's exactly like that. So he's like (sighs) popping people into the air and then grabbing them and throwing them against the wall.
4: You've knocked out every single werewolf. We keep like getting them down and you keep knocking them out. It's a very consistent strategy.
2: Again, it, you you are the safest person to be going and punching them because you have a big big metal arm that isn't very lycanthrope biteable.
3: All right, uh, and the second one is a twenty-two.
2: Uh, Seventeen. That other one is down. The three of them are currently unconscious.
3: Okay, um, Buford is going to turn to Wendy and go. They're they're going to keep coming. You know where the 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 boxes i've marked it on these maps i think you need to go cut the power while we hold them off here i think you need to huff my
1: butt come with me all right uh i'm listen i'm going with you wendy uh if you want to you can hide behind the shields here while we while i run
4: i mean (laughs) yeah i think that this is going to just keep getting worse and worse and worse i think if we run at least we can Mm -hmm. you can Mm -hmm. do do a go on without me (laughs) or something if you want at that point but
3: does that right. make sense? Yeah, I, I, Beaver was basically trying to offer we make a lot of noise here as a big distraction. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, if we're we're just going to, I guess, sprint to the, the power box for now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: as you start sprinting down this hallway, you are beelining it, like ignoring everything. I'm guessing you're ignoring everything you're running past. Yeah. Um, are you doing anything before you sprint for this? Or are you just like, nah, that's the objective. Go, go, go. Uh,
3: I think, yeah, I think that's the objective for now. If you for Ken, he'll just be holding his hand up to the ceiling, pulling out lights as he's going. I have two things.
4: One is when we start running, I want to like uh, fly over to Max's arm to look at the bite and see like, wh- you know, that it was crushing damage from the teeth on the ice that hurt him and not the actual puncture wounds. She's becoming increasingly frantic about lycanthropy at this point um i don't know that she this is a great place to talk about our feelings but i just want to get that visual in there um and the other thing is she pulls out a little beacon out of her pocket i have an ability called criminal contact you have a reliable and trustworthy contact who acts as your liaison to a network of other criminals you know how to get messages to and from your contact even over great distances so yeah you do Here's the thing. I've talked before about the program where I was created by the Mind Flayers, an experimental fusion of unique species with tadpoles. We've seen uh, Rommel, the big hippo person with the squid face. Uh, There's someone else out there who doesn't want me dead, (laughs) a fellow uh, spy who has escaped the program. Uh, And I am going to activate the beacon right now to ask them to come and get me. And I think it's uh, basically sending is the spell uh which is you know in this beacon because i can contact them over great distances and just saying like need help at these locations bring emp night vision goggles like dark mission lycanthropes (laughs) just try to throw as much detail as i can get there in the character limit
2: do you want to tell us at this moment who it is you're calling in
4: yeah i might i think i'll just say to the group like i'm calling in my buddy cordazar he's a real jarhead uh if anybody can get us out of this it's him um (laughs) he's uh also not particularly biteable i'll say that
1: uh, like max just sort of nods along if Wendy's starts talking about that and it's just otherwise just running both shields kind of held up in front of them and just focusing on keeping eyes up for anything that might be off uh along the way so
3: yeah, to, to contrast uh, Wendy's panic and Max's, like, determination, Buford, he's not excited, but on the last missions we've been on, he hasn't really gotten to, like, stretch his legs, so to speak, and he is just, like, he's not reveling in this, but he's glad to be doing what he does best. <laughs>
4: Yeah, you really didn't get to go uh fucking Adam Smasher mode in the first arc, so. <laughs> which is
3: specifically why he had he modified himself to make himself faster because he he's he will not l- allow himself to be left behind when, when there's when there's incidents like this occurring.
4: Wonderful. In that message to Cordizarro, I want to say it's like uh, okay if you vent us into space, is part of the message. <laughs> like, if we all get sucked out into space, that's fine, because, you know, we, we, all of us can survive in the vacuum for a couple minutes, and then can we come pick
3: us up or something. So that's a survivable tactic. B- B- Buford, if this is being told to him, will be like, yep, that makes sense. Remember, you have to exhale. If you don't exhale, your lungs are gonna explode. Mm-hmm.
4: But yeah, that's the that's the backup plan. Hopefully, we can flip the breaker and talk to some of these people once they de-wolf and be like, "What happened? Where's mom?" So,
2: as you're running, you are following a direct beeline for where the breakers should be. You do as you run past a doorway here. Oh, thank God! Please get in here.
4: Oh my God! <laughs> thank thank the elder brain. <laughs> Do do you
2: do you stop to do, you, do with this door, or are you like, no, nah, I'm gonna go for
3: the breakers? Oh, that's a great. Max will stop. That's so. such a great question. I, I think Buford uh, wouldn't have stopped, but if both of them do, if any, actually no, if either of them do behind him, he's going to have to like essentially punch his hand down in <laughs> the ground to stop his robot <laughs> momentum uh and then like wheel around in a circle and go what are we doing what's going on here
4: so i'm of two minds here i think uh like oh here's plot stuff we should stop and see it um but but also uh you know wendy's panicking i part of me wants to say like out of character dan can you cast uh haste on wendy and just like slam the door with you and uh with um, Max inside, just like force her to go alone because I don't think she would do it herself, but I do think it's the most interesting thing.
3: I don't think Buford would like force her to do this right now because he he would have done it before if we were like in a okay, we're gonna draw all the attention here and do a fucking orgy of violence. But if he if it's just like trying to force her into d- doing something like this, he wouldn't. That wouldn't be his his game plan here. Okay. If the, if you both stop, I'll stop.
1: Oh yeah, Ma- Max hears a voice, and and Max is going to stop because they've been looking for just people around here. Yes.
2: Okay. So it sounds like as a party, the ripple effect is going to get everyone to stop.
1: Yeah, Max stops.
3: Buford like puts emergency brakes on, and maybe Wendy careens into his back.
2: Okay. Um, you hear quite a deep, th- like, ka-chunk sound as a very thick door opens. Um, and there is a uh, almost, almost looks like a dragonborn, but a little bit lacking in details. Um, starts beckoning you in and going please, please get, get get in. Uh, I, 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 there's so much I have to tell you.
4: Where are your details, bro?
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> Are you? Sorry, just line I little, sorry, I was a little panicked. Um and they <laughs> sort of look like they're concentrating for a second and they look more traditionally
4: dragonborn now. Holy fuck, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alright, yeah, i am get inside.
5: Uh
2: they, they they shut the door behind you, and it's very clear like this is a specifically designed, like it's almost like a vault door, this. Um uh-huh. And you are now in a room with a series of, like, person-sized containers and a lot of, like, computer systems and, uh, tech equipment. Uh, and th- this, uh, this, this, now looking more traditionally like a, a Dragonborn, uh, looks up and goes, Oh, oh, thank, thank, thank god, um, I'm guessing you heard the, uh, the distress, distress, uh, beacon.
4: Yeah, now I'm the one who's distressed. We need a new f- distress signal. Mine.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry about... Sorry about this. Um. Hi, um... G-
3: generally, I'm... you want to specify in a distress signal. By the way, there are werewolves here.
2: Look, it's an all-purpose distress signal. It wasn't designed for... We didn't anticipate there's a whole space station full of people being forced to be werewolf transformed against their will it, maybe um, we should have b- foreseen b- it
3: b- Buford turns to Wendy I don't, frankly this seems weird to me I have that as a policy at my uh, my job we have a number of distress signals werewolf is number six
4: <laughs> I mean it makes sense to Wendy she's like no this is I mean, if it's a clearance issue you can't you want to broadcast your secret shit she looks around is like, you're in a black hole situation. That's probably that's probably classified.
2: It's not even that. There's a lot of um if we mention we've got werewolves here, no one's gonna come help when we need it, but the threat's not usually the wouldn't have thought the threat would be the werewolves. I should probably I should probably start at the beginning. Um Hi, I'm I'm
4: Mort. Oh, that means death. That's not good. <laughs> No, it's not spelled the same. It's got a
2: U in it. Why do people, why are people saying it, um, it's a name, okay?
1: So you're, so you're one of the researchers here?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, this place is set up to research lycanthropy
3: cures. So not the big, not the big black hole. They're not suck scientists. The, the the black hole sucks all the light.
2: I mean, light yeah, that was that was that was kind of the intent. Like, th- there's a lot of places we could have set this stuff up, but like, inevitably, there's 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 light that that sets off like anthropic wherever you go. And being, we used to have the windows open. It was nice to be able to be somewhere where we could have looks out into space and also no one transforming, uh, you know, on on the reg. Um, before we had to board all the windows up, but yeah, um, this place is largely crewed by people who have lycanthropy like, and do not want to be a threat to anyone, researching in a controlled environment how to prevent people transforming against their will. And everyone has transformed against their will, and they don't know what to do.
4: Wendy looks at Max with a look that somehow articulates, did your mom do this? But without saying that. <laughs> uh,
1: it's a very how... specific yeah. facial expression. Okay. Well, <laughs> Max, Max just, Max uh, uh, takes a moment to uh, to encrypt Formith, so they're back to kind of their normal presentation with their pistol and such. Process, and with that, it's the Ardwing jacket that they have on should be more visible to Mort. Um, I and... I
2: think that, the, like, it will be familiar, but I don't think they're paying enough attention to notice it right now.
1: Fair enough. Max will then just ask, uh, how long has this been a problem, this, well, uh, current wave of forced transformation?
2: Oh, um, this only... God, what time is it? Um... About ten hours.
1: Only ten hours. Okay, so uh, I thought it was going to be like eight months or something. Oh, but...
2: oh no, no. Why would you? Why would you think eight? Okay, well, we've had, we've had, it, we had, we had issues, but not this.
1: Uh, right. Okay. Well, what's the best way to sort of, well, stop what's going on right now?
2: Um. Well. Uh, I I I I I don't know. I don't know. Um, look, I I I I got as far as. I think the lights doing something to them. I I think someone someone messed with the lights. So I tried to, I tried to shut all the the lights out, and it it worked, for a while, and then the lights started coming back on. I, I I don't know what's happening, and when the lights started to come back on and they started to get back up, I panicked and I shut myself in here. This room is designed to be werewolf-proof, usually keeping them in rather than keeping them out. Uh, this is where we usually... <sighs> this is why I know it's the lights. We've been... Those pods over there, we had been in a controlled environment, subjecting themselves... subjecting them to light that... Would transform them so we could test potential lycanthropy cures, but it's it's everywhere, and i can't I can't seem to shut it off,
4: okay. Well, we've had a werewolf in a black cat situation. They hear him back into an elf, and then, without being exposed to the light again, they transformed back. Do you know why that would be I, w- were they not exposed to the light again? because
2: because I I I keep trying to get the lights out, and the lights keep coming
3: back on. I ripped them out of the ceiling.
2: Oh, trust me, I've tried destroying lights. They keep coming back on.
1: Whoa! the sh- The ship is a werewolf. <laughs> 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 Laura,
4: <laughs> is this space station a werewolf? Is it a wer? Yeah, does it have
1: regeneration? <laughs> Max just, just sort of says that's like, wait a minute, it's the ship is healing itself. That's what explains the stuff we saw on the outside and why the lights would come back on the inside. The ship itself has become a lycanthrope. No,
5: don't
2: don't 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 be ridiculous. The ship is. I mean, I don't think the ship is a
1: is
4: a werewolf. <laughs> Holy shit, though. If that's the twist, it's very good.
1: <laughs> actually, well, if we went back to that closet where Buford literally ripped out the lights and the lights are back there like nothing happened. I mean, the ship is repairing itself and it's repairing itself like the werewolves heal themselves. So, I mean, that's I mean, it's, it sounds dumb, but it's it makes <laughs> sense in my head, at least.
4: T- speak for yourself, it
3: sounds sick. It sounds sick nasty. I-, I hear what you're saying. We didn't go back into the room to confirm it. Simpler question. You were re- researching werewolf cures. Any chance someone was looking at a way to actively weaponize it and trigger it on command?
2: I I hoped that it that was over, but I worry it's not. Um
3: I will say I think Buford does like he doesn't do the Wendy full full conveyed expression uh, to to um, uh to Max. but I think there's a bit of a like a quick glance. <laughs> Did your mom do this
4: look is getting a lot of play today
1: the, the, the star the star werewolf crew is uh trying to be assembled here.
2: yeah, i I think it's at this moment that more looks over at Max. And notices the Ardwing patch, but also notices Formith. Uh the, the floating just floating as a as a cube now, correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Correct, yes.
2: And goes You Oh. You mentioned eight months. I guess that's where I should start. Um We we got an offer we refused a while back. Um, We got a pretty cryptic warning uh, message, demand, I don't know what to call it, we got a pretty cryptic communication through that simply told us, there is a war coming, will your werewolves fight with us or be considered against us? And we contacted back saying we are a research vessel full of people that do not want to fight and do not want to... You know, the crew here do not want to be werewolves, to to be transformed, to be at the will of the curse. And then we started getting attacked and we had to... Uh, we We tried contacting... We tried contacting governments, we tried contacting official organisations to say what was going on, and some of them didn't take us seriously, and some of them were too busy with preparing for the peace talks to to come, come investigate what was happening, and um, we think it was a beholder, because we started getting attacked by these... Uh, mini beholder things. And that's when we had to call Ardwing in.
1: So what did they do when they arrived?
2: They started scattering through through the station and they was they were they were attacking us. I think they were maybe trying to provoke transformation through through Threat of violence. Maybe it was punishment for us saying no. Maybe they were trying to attack us so that the the werewolves would transform. Um, Ardwing did a good job at fending them off, and they stayed for a while um, to make sure that it seemed like it was it was over like they didn't just you know fight them off and and leave they stuck around a while and made sure we were all right and and stayed on on guard um there was there was one with a th- th- that cube thing like yours um and they left when it seemed like it was all done and it's been a while since then and nothing had happened but if anyone was going to be trying to forcibly transform all these werewolves that would be
1: them. Uh Max doesn't comment about the 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 fact that someone in for, and that Ardwing crew like had well what appears to be Formith with them and thinks for a quiet moment's like Well Truth be told, I'm no longer associated with Ardwing myself. This is just uh, the old jacket I had when I was part of the team, but
2: well, they they, uh, they 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 did good work. You can, if you were one of them, you can you can be proud. They, they really they really did. They went above and beyond to make sure we were we were, we were okay.
1: And then Max just sort of thinks, "Wait a minute, uh, uh how safe are the doors leading into like the airlocks and and docking area on this ship?"
2: Until now, they didn't really need to be because people were only ever ever transforming into werewolves you know, in this room where they were shut in very you know, they were shut in those pods which they couldn't get out and then shut in this room which they couldn't get out and you know, that was a couple of layers of security so we didn't really need to shut them further out
1: Right, I've just spent because of all the self assembly earlier, I forgot I forgot to think about this but um I'm just wondering if cameos okay.
4: Well, the werewolves wouldn't know the password, the mm. the, the impossible blow, so they couldn't get in.
2: Un, un, unless their, uh, their their pattern of running against the door just coincidentally is the secret knock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, or if they just rip the door open—that's sort of the, the thought that Max is thinking of. They'll just tear through it themselves and just sort of get in um, that way. Uh, but
3: look, look, she's in a. Uh, Space fighter, essentially. I think she can bail out if need be.
2: I mean, you did tell her that if if she bailed out, she was she, she was not allowed to return to the Razubian. That's
1: that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Max is sort of like, I think, um, uh, I, I, well, uh, I, I guess the the things that we can do for the now. Uh, Max is sort of like stammering in, clearly a bit more nervous about the whole situation as they're trying to formulate a thought before they just take a moment, uh, breathe, and finally say, well, it looks like we have two things we need to figure out. One is how to stop this current wave of transformations. And two, maybe figure out what or who is responsible for this to be happening.
4: Yeah, you said there was a beholder who was threatening you and the Ardwing had to step in. We have reason to believe a Beholder may have interrupted some peace talks. We did a great job protecting. Um, and they don't really like to work together, so it's probably only one Beholder really in charge. Do you n- remember their name?
3: Bob the Beholder?
2: Um. Yeah, the, the initial message we got was from someone called Youch.
4: All right history check to see if we know who that is maybe this person has a reputation
2: yeah give give me that history check
3: did, did, did you say youch like the thing a cartoon character says <laughs> when they're injured
2: <laughs> I mean look, that's not how I was trying to say it but yeah sure youch <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. 11 16
1: all right that's a 15 for max
2: well I don't think that you know a huge amount um because you know beholders are very insular, they're not like, hey, hi, welcome, I'm new in the neighborhood, here's who I am. Um, I think this is definitely a name that rings some bells. Um, More as a myth than something anyone on the Resubian has interacted with. I think Max is probably in character the one who would be most aware of this, and I think this is maybe a name that Ardwing had come across a couple of times um, on some of their more sort of militarily minded excursions. Um, This particular beholder really seems to be particularly anti-illithid. Like, more than anything else, um, the the stories of interactions that have happened with this beholder have been targeted strikes on illithid illithid tadpole pools. Um, There have been stories of elder brains being um, taken out via this beholder's actions. Um, They haven't acted they haven't been acting very much in a, in a little while, but whenever they do, they are very just that it seems a little unusual from what you know, for them to be focused on a bunch of werewolves, like illithids explicitly are there. Right. The thing they seem upset with.
1: Right. And in this, like, so in this case here, the, the, requests for werewolves as a resource to fight against illithids not necessarily out of line but this particular retaliation seems out it seems a little outside of character even for it, them yeah
2: it doesn't it doesn't seem like it would be in character to be punishing these werewolves for being werewolves
3: so, so B- Bufort is going to throw this out there and say i'm just gonna say this you have an incident it gets resolved, after an attack, and then this starts occurring. Is there a chance that, after experiencing an extreme threat against yourselves, someone on the ship might have started going, Well, maybe it'd be a good thing to be able to turn into a six-foot-tall hulking wolfman.
2: Uh, and as you ask that question, There is a loud thud against the windowless, vault-like door of the room.